a lot of things I want to get off my chest. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. No subjects are off limits, so call in with your questions and comments to 504-556-9696. And now the host of the Something to Say radio show, B.J. Rust. I'm the cult of personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality. I have the uh, I have an expert on this and uh, her name is Rebecca from the Louisiana SBCA. Rebecca, how's it going this evening? Hey, thanks for having me on. It's going well. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, you are here to talk about an event that you guys have going on, but we're going to talk about a lot of things that you guys Yeah, do. yeah. Uh, We've always got something going on. You do. You do. And, you know, and, and well, we'll get to it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll save my story for whenever it's appropriate. But uh, <laughs> uh, you're here f- uh, first and foremost to talk about the Home for the Holidays uh, uh, event that you guys have going on this month. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we are very, very excited to have this event this year. Um, We call it our Home for the Holidays event because we are trying to find as many homes for pets in need of homes for the holidays. You know, there's nothing like being in a loving forever home. Um, That's the best gift gift that you can give a homeless animal this holiday season. So um, we've teamed up with a super special Secret Santa um, to reduce all of our adoption fees. So any adoptable animal that we have available is just $25 from now until all the way to December 23rd. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, and that that's not limited to just older dogs or anything, right? That's that's all. That's everything, huh? Right. Yeah, correct. So it's our puppies and kittens, which is not something we've really ever done before. We've never really included them in adoption promotions. Um, You know, they don't seem to have a problem finding their forever homes, but lately adoptions have just been kind of slow. Um, We've taken in about the same amount of animals, but we're holding on to them for longer. Um, And it's nothing that we're doing. We've just seen a dip in people, you know, wanting and willing to adopt. So we're hoping that, you know, an animal who is ready to go, they are fully vaccinated, they're going to be spayed and neutered, they're microchipped, you get the full package just for $25. That's amazing. I mean, truthfully, you can't even, you know, you can't even get a dog their vaccinations or a cat their vaccinations for that amount of money, typically. Um, so no, typically you can't. That that's that's absolutely wonderful, and uh, you know it, it's a little shocking to hear that the the that adoptions are down. But you know I'm that type of person that uh, I, you know I've thought about fostering and things like that, but then I'm afraid like I would end up with 
you know, 150 dogs and 150 cats and whatever else, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm too much of a softy. I just want to keep every, all the animals. Yeah. You know, the great thing about fostering, which, um, you know, we're also promoting at this time of year as well, you know, you might not be able to give an animal their forever home, but you can give them a temporary home for the holidays, you know, give Mm -hmm. them a week outside the shelter. It gives them such a benefit and it refreshes them. It's like going on vacation from work. Um, you know, they get out of the shelter. It is a stressful environment, no matter how much we try to make it a calming and good experience for the animals. You know, it's just, it's a lot of animals in one spot. So it's loud. There's a lot of smells going on. Um, we can't, you know, spend all day with individual animals. So taking them out of the shelter gives them that time away. We really get to know that animal through you. And so, um, you know, you find out all their little quirks. It might be that they really, really like to sit on, you know, a recliner. And that's good to know, like when people come to adopt or they might love little kids and things like that. It, it really helps us find the perfect fit for them. And I will say I foster. Um, I, use, I typically do little puppies and kittens. Um, and I will say I don't have a problem. Um, you know, giving them back and when they're ready to find their forever home mm-hmm. for the puppies, you know, it's a little bit easier because that's right when they're getting to like that toddler stage where they're eating everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just starting to tear the house up a little bit. So it's easy for me to hand off and be like, okay, I'm ready for y'all to find some place to call home that's not here. Almost like being a grandparent from what I understand. It is. Parent where, you know, you get all the fun stuff and then you can send them back home. <laughs> you can you can load them up on sugar and then just send them on their way right well and you know and there's another good point about it too is that if you already you know you're already an animal owner you have a dog or a cat or whatever it's also an opportunity to see i believe uh how your dog or, or your animal is going to interact if you were to add another to the home you know it's kind of yeah. like a, a, a win-win situation really Exactly. And, you know, like you said, if they get along and we used to call it foster fail, but I call it foster success because a successful foster finds their animal forever home. And if that's with you, even better, you know, that's mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and um, I, when we were emailing earlier in the week, I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I was actually looking on your website the other day at adoptable uh, dogs, because I have a going to be a two-year-old golden doodle and he is spoiled rotten and um i did have a 16 year old boxer uh lab pitbull mix and he passed he was 16 he passed away this year so my golden doodle whose name is fozzy because he looks like fozzy bear um, <laughs> he uh he's needing the buddy because he's not liking it when mom and dad are at work and uh He's, he's normally pretty chill, but he's over the last few weeks, he hasn't been very chill and he's, he's showing that he needs a, he needs a buddy. So, uh, yeah, uh, we I may be taking advantage of, of the home for the holidays event. Oh my gosh. I encourage you to take advantage of it. It is such a good deal. I cannot stress that enough, really. Um, it's, I mean, you know, it takes hundreds of dollars to prepare these animals for adoption. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we never recover that. That's why we take donations for people to help us continue to do the work we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but really to reduce it to that low is just an amazing deal. Absolutely. And, you know, and there was, there was an event that you guys had, I believe it was in October, September, October, um, which actually Fozzie and I, I came and, and did the, uh, the vaccinations. I believe it was only $20. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we try to do that periodically. Um, we try to do community events that also help keep people and pets together. You know, a huge part of our work that isn't adoptions, I would say the rest of our work is really geared towards fostering that human animal bond mm -hmm. and keeping pets in their loving forever homes. So sometimes, you know, you need a little help with that. Sure. Like you said, vet bills are expensive. You know, it could be mm -hmm. $300 for an annual visit. Whereas if you can get all your core vaccinations and that rabies vaccination um, for 20 bucks, that's, that's a steal. And that's something that we know that is a great area of need in the community. Mm -hmm. um, it's a barrier to people keeping their pets. You know, unfortunately people end up in a situation where they just, it's either feed themselves or their kids or their pet. Mm -hmm. um, so we also have, you know, programs like our food pantry where awesome. if someone, yeah, if someone needs, you know, a bag of dog food or some cat food or whatever it is, some kind of pet supplies, it could be a kennel. Um, we, we fulfill that need. So, you know, it's free. You can frequent it. You can come once a month. Um, it's, it's really something that we like to have out in the community. We try to distribute pet food to some of the people food pantries around town as well. Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, most times there's a family, there's a pet involved somewhere as well. Yeah. You know, and, and any, I mean, if, if you're not looking at your animal as, as a, as a part of the family, or, I mean, I look at my, my doggy is, I mean, that's, that's my kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same, same. And, and <laughs> you know, those are the, and that's the, I feel that that's the mindset most folks should have. Um, and, 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 you know, unfortunately folks fall on hard times and, and these programs are, are fantastic to, uh, to help them out. And, and there's, you know, I have a friend who's a vet and she, she told me something a while back and I had no idea, but actually if you take your, your, your animal, we'll just say dog, you know, take them on a road trip, like for me, going to St. Louis for Christmas, um, you actually have to have them vaccinated across state lines. You do. So you have to have it's, um, you know, they have to have a certificate, kind of like how you have to have ID to travel. Mm -hmm. They do too. Yeah. Um, so same thing, anytime around the holidays, you know, that's ten, that tends to be when vet clinics across town get busy um, and things like that. And we have a community clinic of our own where we try to keep costs low for, you know, the entire year when we're not able to do these vaccination events, um, where we offer like travel certificates and things like that to legally carry your pet across state lines. Um, so, you know, that's like you said, not something a lot of people know that even if you're traveling to Mississippi, your pet is supposed to have that kind of go ahead and certified piece of paper saying that, yes, they are vaccinated. They can travel across state lines. Yeah, it, it's so important. And, and at the end of the day, just just for their own safety and well-being, they need to have those things. And, and it's such a wonderful uh, program that you guys do. And, and actually, and I know you partner with, um, uh, forgive me, I forgot the name of them, but they at, when you guys do those events, um, you can also get the flea and uh, heartworm treatment as well. Yeah, yeah. So this year um, was the first year ever that we were able to partner with the Interpop um, to provide that heartworm prevention, most importantly, because... That is such an area of need as well. Um, you know, a lot of the shelter pets coming into our shelter um, have either been strays for a long period of time or haven't received the best care. And so really, we see a lot of heartworm positive animals. Um, and it's totally preventable, which is the really great thing. Um, but of course, prevention does come at a cost. So to provide that low cost prevention, really helps everyone out in the long run. You know, that's less treatment that we have to pay for later on down the line. And it's spread by mosquitoes. 
Mm -hmm. um so of course it's pretty pretty rampant down here you know especially yeah. in our hotter months is when we start seeing it pop up but it's preventable you know it's not something your pet has to go through it's painful for them to go through so if we're able to partner up and provide that prevention at a low cost it's something we're absolutely always going to do that's fantastic and um uh, you know again um we want to talk about the uh, the home for the holidays make sure to uh to look into it everybody listening and uh you know go out there and adopt you an animal you know, why not get these get these animals a loving home uh at this time of the year um rebecca can you tell everybody where they can find you absolutely so we have um we're on most social media sites as at laspca except facebook um we are at the laspca we try to do a very good job of posting, you know, adoptable animals that you might be interested in. And anytime we have a promotion like Home for the Holidays going on. So um, we encourage everyone to follow us to keep up with us. We also have a website, um, which is www.louisianaspca.org. Um, and same thing there. We try to keep it as up to date as possible. Something really cool on our website is that we have a real time um, adoptables feed. So as animals make their adoption debut and as they're adopted, they come and go off of that feed. So you can see if there's someone you're interested in, um, you know, check it out before, see what campus they're at. We have both a New Orleans and Plaquemines campus. Um, our New Orleans Adoption Center is on 1700 Mardi Gras Boulevard. Um, and we are open Monday through Saturday, noon to 7 p.m. So we have a little bit of later hours um, at our New Orleans campus. So even if you're getting off of work, you still have time to come look. And then our Plaquemines campus is actually right next to the Plaquemines Parish Government Complex. And that's open Tuesday from Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5 p.m. Perfect. Well, get out there and, and get these fur babies a, a forever home. So uh, Rebecca, I want to thank you for uh, for stopping by and giving sharing all this wonderful information with everyone. So uh, hopefully we can get these these fur babies taken care of this holiday season. Absolutely. Thank you so much for helping us spread the word. The word. No problem. All right. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be back with more of the Something to Say radio show right after this. There goes my hero. He's ordinary. Don't the best of them beat it out While the rest of them beat around Truth or consequence, say it aloud Use that evidence, race it around There goes my hero Watch him as he goes. 
Hey there, animal lovers. Have you heard about the Home for the Holidays event at the Louisiana SPCA? From December 1st through the 23rd, the Louisiana SPCA is teaming up with a special Secret Santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just $25 for all of our furry friends, including puppies and kittens. To see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process, visit www.louisianaspca.org. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. All right, we're back with more of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM. Uh, it'll be winter meetings were uh, this week for the uh, uh, GMs and I guess pretty much all the front office folks. But I have to tell you, this was one of the uh, weakest winter meetings I think I've seen in quite some time. You know, the biggest the, the biggest free agent, obviously, is Shohei Otani. And, uh, you know, there's so much money involved with what he is going to get. I get, you know, I understand why um, there's no decision that's been made about that. But really, geez, there really wasn't much going on at all. You know, obviously, the biggest news that came out of it was Juan Soto being traded to uh, – to the Yankees along with uh, the outfielder Grisham. But, um, man, it just uh, it was lackluster at best. And uh, the Padres got back a haul of, uh, I think they got four or five prospects back in return. Um, yeah, and good for Soto. You know, obviously, he's, he's a good player. And, uh, you know, the, the the thing that gets me about it though is that he's going to be a free agent after next season so i don't believe the yankees would have done this without a really good idea that he's going to re-sign with them and he probably will because they're going to be able to pay him whatever he wants and keep him keep him in in pinstripes uh the other big news was craig kimbrell signing a one-year deal with the orioles and um then uh, the Texas Rangers signed reliever Kirby Yates, who had been with the uh, with the Braves. But there's just not really been a whole lot going on. And uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I know there's uh, there's there's a lot going on with Yoshinobu uh, Yamamoto, uh, the most sought after <clears throat> Japanese pitcher in quite some time, who's going to probably demand around two hundred million dollars at twenty five years old. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, there's a domino that has to fall there. And then the domino, obviously, with Shohei Otani has to fall uh, to set the market. But, you know, and I don't know about Otani because he's going he's gonna to get so much money for being a two-way player. 
that uh, I don't know if it matters for guys like Craig, you know, for like Cody Bellinger, uh, you know, those type of guys. And uh, there's some, there's, there's also some frontline pitchers that are available uh, that are apparently uh, on the trade block. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers didn't end up with Otani. Matter of fact, I read a, a rumor that they've asked uh, one of the players, I forgot who, oh, Joe Kelly with the Dodgers, who wears number 17, that he's going to need to give that up which is Otani's number. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me that he stays in, in Los Angeles. I think that's, uh, I, you know, I've been saying that for quite some time. I know the, the Blue Jays have been big in, uh, involved in this, but I just don't see it happening. So, all right, well, we need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Pelicans. We'll talk about the Saints. And we'll wrap, some, we'll wrap the week up with a uh, little Florida man, and then we'll get on down the road. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey there, animal lovers. Have you heard about the Home for the Holidays event at the Louisiana SPCA? From December 1st through the 23rd, the Louisiana SPCA is teaming up with a special Secret Santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just $25 for all of our furry friends, including puppies and kittens. To see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process, visit www.louisianaspca.org. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. I say this every week, but uh, I guess we need to talk about the Saints uh, <laughs> debacle again from last Sunday. And, uh, I mean, it had its bright spots. You know, don't get me wrong. Didn't start off very well. Uh, the uh, Lions uh, put a 21 spot on them real quick. And, I mean, when I mean real quick, I mean within, what, five, six minutes? And uh, it wasn't looking very good. And it, it, it did get better, uh, I will say. 
you know, we did score touchdowns instead of field goals this week. But uh, you know, overcoming a twenty-one point hole is just too much to uh, too much to do. And um, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I can say the the first interception Derek Carr threw at the you know very first play uh, offensive play of the game for the Saints. I can't necessarily blame him on the throw. Uh, went right into Jawan Johnson's hands, bounced out, and then uh, right into the defender's hands. And so they started. They after scoring a touchdown to start the game, they ended up having the ball, I believe, on the 17-yard line. Not too difficult for that team to punch the ball in at that point. Uh, the problem with that play, though, was that uh, you know, as Michael Thomas said on social media, which he now deleted his social media, that uh, At Perry was wide open on the other side of the field, which he was. And, uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of, of times and, and uh, watching Derek Carr and I was I was big on Derek Carr. Uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, a good thing for everybody involved. Uh, I know he had his struggles in uh, in Vegas and Oakland, whichever one you want to call it. However, I, th- I thought that a change of scenery would do him well. And uh, I, I don't know, uh, you know. I think the fans in the Superdome last Sunday, you know, they let their voices be heard with the boos every time he came on the field. And, uh, you know, everybody has the right to their opinion. And, and you know, as, as expensive as it is to go to a game, you can't say that you blame anybody for doing it. You know, uh, change obviously needs to happen regardless of how this season pans out. I don't believe we're going to run the table and go win the Super Bowl. I just don't believe with with what we have. Uh, it's we're capable of it, whether it's coaching or the personnel, and uh, well, I, and you know the, the shame part is I really think that we do have a, a better roster top to bottom than what we did, and and most of the years we had Drew Brees. However, it's just a matter of how we're using folks. And um, Derek Carr ended up leaving the game with a concussion, uh, uh, injured ribs and shoulder. Um, and Jameis came in and, and didn't really do much. He was two for five, three for 41 yards. And, uh, you know, the opportunity was there to win the ball game, but just could, can't push the ball down the field when it matters. And um, it's really unfortunate. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I hate to keep harping on it, but I, I just don't understand some of the play calling. And um, I don't understand why – uh, keep running Alvin Kamara up the middle. That's not his game. He needs to be out in space where he can where he can make moves and uh, get him to the outside. That's where he he really really does uh, you know excels. And you know we've talked about this numerous times over the years about how being a good leader is is putting your team in a position regardless of whether it's it's sports or you know it's in an office. If you're a leader. Um, and I, the, the folks that are working with you is your team, whether they're you know underneath you, the, you know they're you know, your direct reports or not, they're your team, and you always want to put them in a position to succeed, and that I just don't feel like is what's really going on. You know, how is it that you have somebody like Jamal Williams who you picked up, which was a great pickup, I thought, led the league in touchdowns last year, and he has zero this year. How is that? I, I just don't get it. Um, it's mismanagement of your personnel for sure. Uh, you know, and I think that there's, I don't think, I, I know there's been a lack of accountability. And, and I really appreciate the things that Alvin Kamara said. He's been pretty open and honest about everything. You know, this week he, he a, uh, they asked him about uh, his thoughts on people booing. And he, he said he understood. You know, he said he heard it. 
you know, it doesn't it doesn't change how they're going to play. You know, they're still they should all be still giving it maximum effort, but he understands, and they all should, and it should be a wake up call because uh, things need to change, and um, you know, I, I feel like this the even if the Saints come back, win the division, go into the playoffs, they're not. I, I just don't believe they're going anywhere. And, and change needs to happen. I think Dennis Allen, the Dennis Allen experience needs to be over. And, um, you know, there was something that was brought up this week that I saw, and I, I really didn't think about it. But, you know, he he tried his damnedest to get somebody else to be the offensive coordinator, but nobody was willing to take the job, which is odd. Um, and so ended up talking uh, Pete Carmichael into staying on as the OC, where I think he wanted to be – the quarterbacks coach and kind of right you know wind down his his career and then so i don't know can you blame him but for for the ineptitude yeah you can because you're still in that position you accepted the role things have got to change and we say this every week and, and it doesn't seem like anything does and uh, of course they ended up losing that game sunday 33 to 28 and uh, the Falcons won, so now they have a really truthfully a game and a half up on the Saints. And uh, uh, how many games are left? What you got uh, five? Obviously, they can still win the division. They still have another game with Tampa. They still have another game with with Atlanta. They played the Panthers this week, so those th- that ground can be made up. But I don't think it's a success story if they make the playoffs because they could very well make the playoffs, win the division with a with a sub five hundred record, and I don't think that's conducive to anything, uh, regardless of the outcome of the season. Unless they win the Super Bowl, I, I think I think there needs to be some change in leadership, and uh, and and that very well could usher in a new era and and could be a change in personnel. But at this point, does it matter? You know, we're we're two games under 500 with the easiest schedule in football, and really up until recently had probably the healthiest roster in, in all of football. So, you know, can it can it get worse? Sure, we're playing a team that uh, is one and eleven this week, and hopefully we can get a win. Uh, I hope, but I I just have this gut feeling it's going to be a lot closer than than anybody wants it to be. Maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I am wrong. Uh, however, it's just watching this every week is just it's painful, and and it's something has to give. Uh, the the injury final injury report came out, and uh, Isaiah Foskey and Kendra Miller will both be out. And uh, questionable is Taysom Hill, Rashid Shahid, Derek Carr. Although he's been a full participant in practice, he still needs to pass uh, concussion protocol and be to uh, in order to play. Juwan Johnson, Pete Werner, Cam Jordan, Chris Olave has been sick with the flu. I don't think he's even been in the building. Um, Nick Sal- uh, Saldaveri and Blake Groupie have all, are all questionable. And um, Eric McCoy, Ryan Ramchek, Andrew Pete, they, uh, they're all good to go. Apparently they don't carry any designation going into the weekend. But I was also asked this week, too, you know, Jimmy Graham came in the game and the goal line package scored a touchdown, and then you don't see him again. And, why? you know, I was asked the question, why isn't he being used more? Well, because their game planning is the packages they're putting him in are game uh, their goal line packages. So uh, I believe he can obviously do more than that, and he would, have, he would do that if there was an injury. But at this point, with as many drops as what Jawan Johnson had the other day, why, why not? Hey, what do you have to lose by by keeping Jimmy Graham on the field? You know he's got sure hands. 
He's a big target, uh, and and maybe that's something that can help Derek Carr. I, I don't know, but uh, we'll see how it goes this weekend. I I, I think that um, if you're going to make a statement, you need to go out and really take care of business. Uh, I mean, this game shouldn't even be close uh, at any moment, other than the beginning of the game. And you really need to get folks back on on the bandwagon, and I think that's the way you do it. You, I mean, I'll give them credit; they didn't, they weren't kicking field goals last week, but that needs to continue, and that needs to continue against a very bad team. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, we'll talk about it next week. I'm not going to hold my breath at this point. Uh, real quick, too, before we go, we need, I know we're going to need to take a break here in a few minutes, but, uh, you know, we talked about leading up to the in-season tournament. I was kind of on the fence about it, to be honest with you. But uh, after watching these games, I really got into it. And I think as, as the more the farther along that we all have went through as, as far as us fans and even the players, I feel like it, it has been a good thing and uh, it has been exciting. There's been meaningful basketball. And... Uh, you know, last night, unfortunately, the Pelicans laid an egg against the Lakers, and uh, as much as it pains me to say, uh, a lot of that had to do with LeBron James coming out super hot. And I mean, really, they they shot the lights out coming out, and 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 the Pels did not. You know, the Pels ended up seven for thirty-one from the three-point line, and it's just that's just not good enough. Uh, Fourteen of twenty from the free throw line, and that's definitely not good enough. Zion was one for six from the free throw line, that's not good enough. He ended the game with 13 points. Herb, uh, Herb Jones had 10. McCollum, Valanchunas, and Brandon Ingram all had nine. You're not, they're not going to win very many games like that. Trey Murphy came off the bench and uh, and had 14, and he's been a very a, a, a nice bright spot. But Jordan Hawkins finally got some minutes, and I don't understand why he hasn't been playing because he's played very well, you know, uh, leading up into this point. Kid can shoot the lights out. But uh, for whatever reason, wasn't part of the mix until uh, till garbage time last night. Um, Lakers ended up blowing out the Pelicans, one thirty-three to uh, to eighty-nine, and they uh, they advanced to the championship round, which will be played tonight. I think I just let it slip that this was pre-recorded on Friday, but that's okay. Um, so uh, you know, the, I think one of the bright spots of the tournament has really been the evolution of the Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton that kid is fantastic and it's given an opportunity to see them play where I, I saw when they, they played against the Celtics on Monday night they were talking per, before the game that this is the first nationally televised game that the kids played in and he is outstanding he's you know a fantastic point guard uh leads the league in assists and and can shoot the lights out and and really does whatever is needed you know he had a triple double against the celtics and uh and then had uh i think 15 assists 27 points and five rebounds six six or seven rebounds actually uh in the semifinal game against the the bucks and um on top of it had zero turnovers and that that's outstanding as a point guard that's what you want and i think this has really uh been a coming out party for him so you know good for him and like i said i i enjoy watching good basketball and i know a lot of folks are down on the nba and it does have its problems don't get me wrong we can go on and on and on about about this the state of the union of 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 how things are done in the NBA but I still grew up playing basketball and I enjoy watching it 
and uh, I appreciate it for what it is. But, um, I, you know, I think there's some tweaks that obviously need to be made. This is the first year for the in-season tournament. But overall, I, I mean, I, I got I to give it an A. I, I think it's, it's went over a lot better than I ever thought it would. I didn't think that the buy-in was going to be there. But it really has, and uh, it's been exciting. So uh, we'll have to see what happens tonight with the uh, the Pacers and the Lakers. And obviously I'm going to be pulling for the uh, the Pacers in this one. So, all right, gang, we need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up with some Florida man, and we'll get on out of here. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hey there, animal lovers. Have you heard about the Home for the Holidays event at the Louisiana SPCA? From December 1st through the 23rd, the Louisiana SPCA is teaming up with a special Secret Santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just $25 for all of our furry friends, including puppies and kittens. To see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process, visit www.louisianaspca.org. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. All right, we're back with more of the Something to Say radio show, and it's the last segment of the week. So, you know, we'd like to take a trip over to Florida and see what those good folks are doing over there. So, here we go. Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. All right, let's uh, let's see what we got going on here. Uh, the first article is a little bit of a follow-up. We talked about a few a uh, couple months back, but uh, this comes from the TimesNowNews.com. Headline is: Florida man charged with police impersonation for driving a quote-unquote booty patrol truck. The Florida man behind the viral booty patrol truck was charged with impersonating and obstructing law enforcement after DeSoto County Sheriff's deputies reviewed dash and body cam footage from an October traffic stop and found similarities between the label and signs with those uh, the ones used by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. A uh, Florida man has been charged with impersonating law enforcement after being found driving a pickup truck labeled booty patrol. 
Gabriel Renneria, 18 years old, of Bradenton, was first ticketed in October for driving the vehicle, whose paint job resembled that of a U.S. Customs and Border Patrol car. Uh, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office said at the time, the law enforcement agency shared photos of the Chevy Silverado, which was equipped with red and blue flashing lights with the aim of raising awareness against it and issuing a citation to Renneria for displaying prohibited lights on the truck. The offender who told deputies he thought it was legal to have police lights on one's vehicle in his hometown later paid a $113 fine in full on November 14th. However, a deputy who had spotted uh, Renneria driving the truck near Mosaic Arena reviewed dash cam and body cam footage the day after the traffic stop only to discover that the quote-unquote booty patrol decals and other insignia were emblazed, emblazoned in the exact place where one would usually find Border Patrol. I pulled up a side-by-side -side photo of a Border Patrol vehicle and this subject vehicle, and they were identical, the deputy explained. He dug deeper into the now viral Booty Patrol truck and learned that Renneria has had several past run-ins with other law enforcement officers across several counties in Florida. He uses this vehicle for publicity and followers and for fame, he stated in an arrest report. Watching the videos, I saw he has hashtags listed for hashtag immigration, hashtag ICE, and talks about how his truck is illegal. Turns out he also has a TikTok account that primarily features his truck. On November 21st, Renneria was issued additional charges, charges of impersonating law enforcement and obstructing police. Geez, what kind of world do we live in when you can't uh, you can't be funny and have booty patrol immigration uh, truck? Jeez, my goodness, what a dumb dumb. All right, so uh, let's see here. The next article comes from FoxNews.com, and uh, headline is Florida woman attempted to eat counterfeit cash after being busted for Walmart theft. Uh, a Florida woman was arrested after allegedly attempting to use counterfeit bills at a Walmart, trying to sneak out of the store with more than $800 worth of items she did not pay for, and while being detained by police, trying to eat the fake cash. Zipporah Abraham, 38 years old, was charged with third-degree grand theft and uttering forged bills after the incident. I have no idea what that means. Does that mean yeah, that because she tried to eat the forged bills or that she made forged bills? Because I don't know. I've never even heard that phrase. Either way, uh, after the incident at a Walmart store in North Miami Beach on Sunday, that's according to an arrest affidavit from Fox 35 Orlando reported, a Walmart loss prevention officer was alerted that a customer was attempting to use counterfeit money to pay for items, the affidavit said. Abraham was seen on the store surveillance footage, placing several items inside a storage bin and pacing back and forth until she saw an opportunity to exit the store with the items she never paid for, according to the affidavit. She allegedly walked past all points of sale with the storage bin before she was stopped by the loss prevention officer and taken to the loss prevention office for her behavior to be investigated. The unpaid items Abraham hid in the storage bin totaled $864.77. The prevention officer asked Abraham to remove the jewelry from her wrist before taking her into custody. She then shoved $200 worth of counterfeit bills in her mouth and attempted to eat them, according to the affidavit. Uh, she was taken into custody and transferred to Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center, and she was held on a bond of $10,000. Uh, Walmart employees also reported learn, uh, reportedly learned when looking at the surveillance footage that she had prior offenses at the store, and the affidavit said she was a quote-unquote offender in the past at the Walmart location. I guess that's something to do with 
putting your money where your mouth is, I guess. I don't know. That was such a dad joke. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, we're gonna get out. I'm gonna get out of here and uh, enjoy the weekend. What's left of it. So uh, I hope all of you do the same. And we'll be back next week with more of the Something to Say radio show. Also want to thank Rebecca from the Louisiana SPCA for stopping by. Don't forget, go to louisianaspca.org and take advantage of the Home for the Holidays event that they're doing. $25 adoption fees on all of their pet, all the animals. So uh, let's get those, let's get those, those animals taken care of and get them a, a, a loving home for the holidays. So... Uh, That's it for us. I will be back next week with more of the Something to Say radio show. And until then, remember, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. I'll talk to you then. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. When you get knocked down, you got to get back up.